title of the message today is I've had decided to follow Jesus. Children's church may be dismissed. Listen to the words of this song. May God, hey listen, let's don't just say the words. Let the words sing us. I've decided to follow Jesus. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want you to look at those words, though none may follow. How many know this old journey? You might have to walk it alone. I'm telling you, your mama not, might not be with you, your daddy might not be with you, your brothers might not be with you, your sisters might not be with you, your children may not be with you, your family or your friends may not be with you, but Jesus will be with you. I've decided to follow Jesus. Have you decided to follow Jesus? Have you decided to follow Jesus? Make that decision today. Though none go with me, don't wait for everybody to go with you. Lead the way. Lead the way. I'm going with God. I'm going with Jesus. Let's sing this next, this same stanza again. Think about it. Though none, go back to that second stanza, Katie. Though none go with me. All right, let's sing it. Here we go. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. No turning back, no turning back. Now listen to this next little stanza right here. Notice the next stanza. The world behind me. I can't please the world, but the cross before me. Let's sing it together. Here we go. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back. No turning back. Sing the stanza again. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. I'm going with God. I'm going with God. Are you going with God? Are you going with God? Sing it again. I have decided. Have you really decided? Are you going to follow the Lord? No matter what happens. Your friends aren't going to go with you. Your family might not go with you. I'm going with Jesus. I don't want to be an AWOL Christian. I'm going with God. Sing it one more time. I've decided to follow Jesus. Yes, I've, I'm going 
care what the world thinks about me. I'm not going to try to keep up with the world. God's got a plan for me. I'm going with God. I'm going with Jesus. Woo! It'll be worth it. Yes. Play it again, would you? Play it again. I have decided to follow Jesus. Some need to do that today. Some need to step out today. You've been making excuses. You've been blaming this and that. I'm going to follow Jesus. There's a cross to bear. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. And all God's people said, Oh, bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes. We've decided to follow you. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you, Nancy, for being ready. Instant in season, out of season. Anybody hear the name Joshua Harris? Joshua Harris, 47 years old. Joshua Harris wrote a book, number one seller, in the 1990s. I kissed dating goodbye. Joshua Harris was a renowned pastor in the United States of America. Joshua Harris was well and is well known all over America. However, just a couple of weeks ago, Joshua Harris has renounced Christianity. Did you hear about it? Did you read about it? What do you think about it? A man who was a pastor, a man who wrote a book that was the number one selling Christian. You remember when it came out in the 90s, I remember. Joshua Harris has said, I'm no longer a Christian. He divorced his wife, and the latest is he, I'm not throwing rocks, I'm reporting the news, the news as I receive it. He marched with the LGBTQ community. What in the world happened? How could someone follow Jesus one minute and then say he's no longer a Christian. How can that be? Is it biblically possible? I say on the contrary. He never was in the family of God. You can't be saved one minute and lost another minute. Judas was not saved. He fell not from grace, but he fell from his apostleship. I'm telling you this. We're living in a day where it's going to come down to are you going to follow Jesus? I have decided to follow Jesus. Oh, yes, we're living in a time when people are throwing in the towel and saying, I'm, I'm not serving God anymore. But if there's ever a time we need to serve God, it's now. Oh, the need is so great. I have decided to follow Jesus. There are three kinds of followers in this place today. Three, 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 three kinds of followers right in the house of God today. Which one are you? Which one of you? Are you a counterfeit Christian? Are you a bargaining brother? Or are you a dedicated disciple? We're going to look at the word of God today as 
Servant Surrender Sunday. This will tell a lot. I've decided to follow Jesus, except for when it's not convenient. Oh, I've decided to follow Jesus uh, when I can find time. I, I've decided to follow Jesus uh, if it doesn't uh, cost me too much. Oh, Jesus, let us know about this. What is God calling you to do? What is God calling you to do? What is God, can you hear him talk to you? Have you been listening to the world so much? Listen, has the Holy Spirit gifted you? And I believe he has if you're a Christian. And then number three, when are you going to say yes to Jesus? When are you going to say yes to Jesus? Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. We're talking about discipleship today. We're talking about following Jesus. We're talking about it costing you something to follow God. It's not a convenient Christianity. It's going to cost you something. And that's why many people are bailing out. And many people are throwing in the towel. And many people are saying, I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. It's going to cost you something. Oh, but the rewards. Hallelujah. They're going to be out of this world. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 9, I want to ask you one more time if you'd stand as we read the wonderful Word of God, Luke chapter 9. I want to draw your attention to verse 57. Luke chapter 9, verse 57 and through 62. Discipleship, are you following the Lord? Hey, let me ask you a question. How many of you are growing in the Lord? Are you same place where you were last year? Are you just playing games with God? I got a feeling, listen, there's some of you today, you're not serious about God. I said, y'all don't want to look at me. I understand you don't want to look at me. You're not serious about serving God. Y'all look at me now. Listen to me when I'm saying this. I know you don't want to look at me. You're not serious about serving God. You're playing games with God. You're going through the motions. God's saying to you, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. Either you serve me or you're going to uh, let the devil take control of your life. You can't be a fence strider. You can't be hit and miss without the enemy taking advantage of it. You've got to go all the way for God. And some of us could do a little bit more for the Lord these days. Some of us could get right with God these days. Some of us could turn loose of some of the world today. Some of us could say, God, I've just been uh, preoccupied of the things of the world. You feel like you've got to keep up with the world more than you keep up with the things of God. I love you, but I've got to tell you that. Somebody needs to tell you that. Somebody needs to tell me that. What are your priorities, my friend? Look at me. What are your priorities? What are your priorities? Get your priorities right. Jesus loved you. He died for you. He rose again. Now, I know I don't like people sometimes having to tell me the truth, but Jesus said the truth will set you free. Luke chapter number 9. Now, here, the Lord had been, wait a minute now, I'm not going to read yet. Luke chapter 9. In Luke chapter 9, the Lord had been transfigured before the disciples. His glory and splendor had been radiated as the disciples heard the voice of the Father. This is my beloved Son, and whom? I'm well pleased. They will change. When you're in the presence of God, it'll change you. God is real. God is real. If you don't know the God of the Bible, you need to discover who the God of the Bible is. He's not just a figment of our imagination. He's not just a character millions of miles away. He's just not some Santa Claus that throws out Christmas presents. He's not a flat tire that when we get uh, a spare tire, should I say, he's God. He wants to rule our life. He wants to dominate our life. You say, but I am my boss. I'm the one that tells me what to do. That's your problem. You're full of self. Hey, look, the Lord said, we're bought with a price. I know that speaks hard to Christian today because we want our ears tickled. 
We want somebody to pat us on the back while we live in the world and carnal living and go halfway for God. We want somebody to pat us on the back and tell us how good we are instead of saying, hey, listen, friend, you need to get in the Bible and see that the Lord following Jesus is going to cost you everything you've got plus some. Do you know that? It's going to cost you everything, friends, your own life. He that loves his life shall lose it. Whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. Wait a minute, preacher. I've never heard that kind of preaching. Well, you hadn't heard the right kind of preaching then. When you start talking about discipleship, you're talking about following God, not when it's your convenience, but when Jesus says, go, you go. When Jesus says, speak, you speak. Well, come on, man, I'm getting serious. That's going to cut out a lot of you, I know. About 80% of you are going to head out and say, man, I'm glad that was over. I'm telling you, Luke chapter 9, look at verse number 57 through 62. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. A lot of people today want the benefits of being a Christian, but they don't understand. It's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. But wait a minute. After you're a Christian, if you're going to follow Jesus, y'all listen to me, it's going to cost you something. Do you hear me? I said it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you your own life. And if you love your life more than you love God, then you're going to choose your life more than God. Jesus, you only told this, this, this counterfeit Christian, ah, I like the benefits of being a Christian. I want to go to heaven. I like to have peace and joy and all that stuff. And Jesus said, look, verse 58, Jesus said to him, foxes have holes, birds have, the air have nests, the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. This business of Prosperity gospel is just not in the Bible, folks. I know preachers today and teachers today say, oh, if you get saved, you'll just be wealthy and, and healthy and, and everything will go your way. It's just not in the Bible. There's a cross for you to take up and me to take up. Oh, but that's negative, Pastor. No wonder the churches are filling up today. They leave out the cross. <laughs> really? Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you've got to deny yourself and take up a cross. You mean... I can't really follow the Lord if I don't take up a cross. That's what the Lord said. Look at it, Luke 9, 23. Oh, but pastor, that's too hard. Pastor, that's too, that's too, that's too much. You mean, you mean the Lord's going to call me to deny myself? Yep. That's Bible. <laughs> that's discipleship. Oh, but listen, look at verse 59. Another. He said to another, follow me. Notice he says this man followed him. The first man, he didn't say follow me, but the first man said, I'll follow you. And then Jesus started talking about what it's going to cost a little bit. But notice verse 59, he said unto him, follow me. But, 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 but. Underline that word, circle that word. But. Will you teach Sunday school? Yeah, but. Will you work in the nursery? Yeah, but. Will you work with waters? Yeah, but. Will you go out soul winning? Yeah, but. Will you uh, be an usher? Yeah, but. Y'all get it, don't you? <laughs> you get it, don't you? <laughs> I'm telling you, this is exactly what we do. Yeah, I'll go where God wants me to go. But I got some other stuff I got to do first. That's what this guy said. Look what Jesus said about it. He said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first. Go and bury my father. 
basically he was procrastinating. No, there's nothing wrong with burying your father when he dies, but all indication his father had not died. It was an Eastern culture that said, well, I'm just going to hang around. He's making excuses, bottom line. How do I know that? Not because of my intellect, but because of what Jesus said about it. Look at verse 60. Jesus said to him, let the dead bear the dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And verse 61, and another also said, Lord, I'll follow thee. What's the next word? What's the next word? What's the next word? But, but, how many of you today, you got a form in your hand. But, I know it's all, y'all talking about all this uh, servants, surrender Sunday, Sunday, and all this business. But, I got things going on. But, I've got a life to live. But, uh, it's going to cost me something. But, I don't have time on this day and this day and this day. But, hey, I'm telling you, your Lord's saying a bunch of excuses is basically what it boils down to. Oh, yeah. And then look what happens. Verse 61. Another said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee. But let me first. He didn't have his priorities in the right place like sometimes we don't. First, Jesus demands to be Lord. He doesn't just say, well, if you feel like it, follow me. And if you just are too, if you just have time, you can, uh, you can do what I want you to do. Uh-uh. That's cheap Christianity. Y'all look at me. Cheap Christianity. And we've got a, anyway. Look, verse 61. And another said, Lord, I'll follow thee, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at my home and my home, uh, at my home and at my house. Luke 5, 62. And Jesus said unto him, help me out, somebody. No man having put his hand to the plow and looking where is fit for the kingdom of God. Those are the words of Jesus. Am I right? Not my words. The Lord. I'm just mailman. I'm delivering the mail. Father, thank you for your call on our life. It's hard to die to ourselves, Lord. We want to be number one. We want to live our life to do our thing. And then you come and you interrupt our own plans. And you tell us you got a different plan. For some reason, Father, we have a hard time believing and trusting you have a better plan. So today, help us to see your plan and your wisdom and your way far better than ours. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Have you decided to follow the Lord? There are three kinds of people, if you'll notice, that are here today. First, there's the counterfeit Christian. Secondly, what I like to label as the bargaining brother. First, let me do this. Next, the dedicated disciple. All right, I like what Billy Graham said. Look up here on the screen. Notice what he said. He said salvation is free, but discipleship costs everything.
Do you believe that? How many are you willing to give everything you got? Just a couple of people. We're not really, really, come on, let's, most of us aren't really willing to give everything. Oh, we say it with our lips, but when it comes down to it and, and the flesh has to die, it's, ah, ah, I want to go here. I want to do this. I want to live my life. I, I had the right. I worked and I did this and, and uh, I, I'm going to miss out on something if I don't get to do this. Really? Now, I know y'all looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm being honest with you. That's exactly what we do. Don't act like it isn't. You know it is. When it comes to the Lord saying, hey, look, if you want to follow me, it's going to cost you something. You can tell me with your lips all day long, but if your heart's not in it, you're playing games. Right? That's what he's saying. It's going to cost you everything you have. You say, but ah, these preachers that say all this stuff, I don't believe them. Will you open your Bible and read it for yourself? <laughs> hey, look. The world behind me, the cross before me. Have you decided? I don't have to keep up with the world. Now, look, there's some things that aren't bad in the world. There's some things that aren't bad in the world, but listen to me. I love you. I love you. I love you. You know I love you. You know I'll do anything for you. But watch. I've noticed that when I try to keep up with the world and all the stuff in the world, it takes my time away from my focus on the Lord. Now, there's nothing wrong with being in the world, but greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. And see, that's hard for me to draw the balance because if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly. If I'm going to keep up with baseball, I'm going to keep up with I'm going to know everybody's batting average. I'm going to know the ERA. I'm going to know if they win. I'm going to know if they lose. I'm going to be dominated by it. That's just the way I am. If I'm going to go hunting and fishing, I'm going to be dominated by it. Man, I'm going to be out there in the woods. I'm going to check to see scrapes. I'm going to find out where the rubbing. Man, I'm going to kill a big deer, but I've got to put some time in it in order to kill it. And, and other things are going to be on the back burner. If I'm going to get the best shopping deals, I've got to get out there and find out what's there. And I've got to find out when they got the best deals, and it's going to require me some time to do some research, and it's going to require me some time. And if I'm going to just, you know, do this and that, so I, I have a hard time drawing the line. I don't know about you, but probably most of us are that way. And then if we're not careful, what, what starts out to be not a bad thing, next thing you know, it's consuming our time. Can I get a witness? And, and, and it's hard for me to deal with. And then I know what I ought to do, but for some reason, like Paul, uh, that, that I ought to do, I, I know I ought to do it, but for some reason I'm not doing it. And next thing you know, I look around, watch this, I look around, I see other people in the church, and I say, well, let's see, I'm going to measure myself by him. He, he's a, a teacher, or he's so-and-so, and I'm going to measure myself. Let's see what he's doing. Is he doing this, and is he doing that? Does he go to church on Wednesday? Is he doing this? You know what? I, I'm, I'm not doing that either, and I don't feel too bad because he's not doing it. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. But I don't even know the way to say it. I don't even know whether to say it. Listen, folks. And, 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 so, and so this is the cutting through the chase. This is cutting down to the nitty-gritty. This is being honest. This is God's way of plowing up the fallow ground. And, and every once in a while, I need to reevaluate my time in my life. Do you need to reevaluate your time today? Do you need to reevaluate your, uh, your life today? Are there some things that maybe not as important as following Jesus that you could say, you know what? And every once in a while, I, I find myself consume with something and and, and 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 then I don't even realize it it's kind of like drifting I talked with a man just Friday here's what he told me he's coming to church at 11 o'clock he said this he said pastor I was involved in church 
I, I taught Sunday school for about seven years, and he said I was faithful. I had, uh, was involved in the men's ministry. I oversaw the men's ministry. It's a young man, by the way. He's only in his either 40s or, or 30s. He said, but he said, honestly, uh, some things happened, and I just, I decided I wasn't going to teach anymore. I decided I wasn't going to serve in brotherhood anymore. And he said, Pastor, this is what this man told me Friday, just a couple of days ago. He said, I, I got out, and, and when I stopped doing those things, and I stopped, uh, I got my eyes off the Lord, and I didn't realize it, but I began to drift from God. I began to drift from God. He said, I stopped really getting faithful to God, and I stopped going to church. And, and uh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking legalistic, Brother Pastor. So many people today are legalistic, and they think you got to go to rules and regulation when I preach a message like this some people say okay well let's see let's see let's see i've got a i've got a checklist and i got to go by that checklist every day and if i don't do this and do this and if i do this and do that no 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 you've missed the boat that's phariseeism but being led by the spirit is being obedient to god jesus was led by the spirit he was obedient to the father let me finish this story about this young man he said i drifted from god and he said i'll be honest with you now i've got a family i've got children my children aren't growing up in church my wife and i i I've been busy with my business. I've got a big business, and I put all my eggs in the basket for my business. He said, plus I like to do some extra things. And he said, you know what? Pastor God has been dealing with me about this. I need to get back in the mainstream of the blessings of God because I've missed it, and there's, a, there's not peace like there used to be, and there's not God's presence in my life anymore, and I want it back. If you know God, any of the stretch of imagination, you know the presence of God in your life is worth everything. And when you don't have the presence of God in your life, it is a miserable state to be in. Oh, you can counterfeit it. You can, yeah, I know God's with me always. And you can tell yourself this and that and the other. But Jesus said it this way. Listen to me. I'm just telling what the Lord said. Luke 6, 46. Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? I'm not telling what I said. I'm telling what the Lord said. And, and he said, obedience is better than the sacrifice. First Samuel chapter number 15 in the Old Testament. Saul, Saul and Samuel, you could read it. Obedience. And listen, there's some of you sitting here today, you've heard so many sermons. You've heard a truckload of sermons transfer trucks 10 of them y'all listen to me i love you but i gotta say this because i'm preaching myself today you don't need another sermon you and i just need to start obeying what we've heard Whew, that hurt we don't need i need a new revelation uh-uh you just need to start obeying what god's told you to do and when watch this when you start obeying what and when i start obeying what god tells me to do then god's gonna give you more light He's not going to give you more light until you start obeying what he has already shown you. Oh, man, Pastor, I've not heard this in a long time. The world behind me, the cross before me. You've got to say death to the world. Oh, there's nothing wrong with being in the world, but greater is he that's in me that's in the world. I'm telling you, it's a taking up a cross when everybody else is talking about, did you see the game last night? Did you know the Super Bowl did this? Did you know the World Series did this? Did you know what's going on here? I'm saying there's nothing wrong with keeping up with those things, but oftentimes if we're not careful, 
we feel the peer pressure to keep up with the things in the world because if we don't, we uh, don't have the same knowledge as everybody else and we feel a little bit rejected. Oh, my. Oh, my. I, I, I know I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there where you're at. I'm there where you're at. Well, is this just for preachers to take up a cross? Or is this for every Christian? Jesus is talking to disciples here. How many are disciples or followers of the Lord? We're followers of the Lord. Counterfeit Christians. A young man called me this week. 14 years old. On Monday. He said, Brother Randall. I said, yeah. He said, this is Jordan. I said, Jordan who? I know some Jordans. I couldn't remember what Jordan it is. He said, you know Jordan. I said, okay. What's going on? I was getting ready to go preach on Monday night. And uh, appreciate you praying, by the way. Appreciate Jared. Did a great job. He said, Brother Randall. He said, I want to tell you something. I said, what? He said, for the last couple of months, God has been dealing with me about something. I said, really, what? Tell me. He said, God has been dealing with me about the judgment. I said, really? What do you mean? He said, you preached a message about standing before God and the judgment seat of Christ and the judgment of God. He said, I knew I wasn't ready, and, and God has been convicting me. I've been feeling guilty. How many know God will do that in your life? I've had a man right here that told me, he said, man, it sounded like you were just preaching to me. <laughs> Hey, God, the Holy Spirit knows where we're at, buddy, and we can't hide from God. He'll turn under the leaf. He'll find us out. We can fool our wife. We can fool our husband. We can fool people in the Sunset class. We can fool our family, but we can't fool God. You know what he told me? He said, in Kroger parking lot last Saturday, a week ago, he said, I got down on my knees and I said, Jesus, save me. I'm not ready to meet you at the judgment. Help me, Jesus. Forgive me my sins. He said, Brother Randy, I cried out to Jesus to save me. And I said, well, praise God. You were in Kroger parking lot? He said, yeah. He said, and, and Brother Randy, I just wanted to call to tell you. And I said, well, wait a minute. Did he save you? He said, yes, he saved me. I said, well, how do you know? He said, man, the guilt and the, the weight has been lifted off of me. And I'm just, I'm just thankful to God for what he did. And then he said, and I want you to baptize me. You know what I said? Hold your ear. Hold your ear. Y'all, hold your ear. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Who's that young man? Jordan. You know, Jordan, Jimmy, and uh, Nikki. Jordan's been coming to church here for about a year. They moved back down to Warner Robin just about two months ago. God is real. I have decided to follow Jesus. Are you the real deal today? Are you just playing games? Are you the real deal today? Are you playing games? Are you committed to the day you die to renounce the devil and serve God? I know, I know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make up your mind. 
you got to make up your mind. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Let me go back. Bargaining brothers. I'll do it this, Lord, but I this. We want to bargain with God. We win and deal and think that God's a bargainer. He's not a bargainer. He demands us. If you want to follow me, you've got to take up. You can't be your own boss. I'm going to be your boss. You can't govern your life. I want to govern your life. I want to, to control you. Oh, but really, Pastor? You mean, I thought it was just a ticket to heaven. I thought that if I get saved, then, then I could just go to heaven, and now I can live any way I want to live. You've missed the mark when it comes to reading the Bible. Hello? If you think that's what discipleship is all about. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Hey, y'all, listen to me now. I never, ever would have dreamed. And some of you can testify that you've been in the church for a while. I never, ever would have dreamed some of the people that I've had the privilege of being pastored serve God together. Next thing you know, they're not serving God. They're out of church. They're out of the will of God, and they're miserable. I'm not going to call any names, but you know what I'm talking about. Y'all listen to me. Look up here just a minute. Can I tell y'all something? There I go. And there you go, yet by the grace of God. No, y'all don't believe me. Y'all don't believe me. That's all right. You just rely upon your flesh a little while. You just think you can do it by yourself a little while, and God will show you how ugly your flesh is. If you think that you can muster enough um, ingenuity and intellect and willpower to serve God and not fall by the wayside, you're wrong. If anybody thought that, Peter did, and Jesus said, you're going to deny me three times. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Really? You've denied me already. I want to tell you, any one of us, outside the grace of God, outside the restraining works of God and the mercies of God, will get out of the will of God in a heartbeat. If you don't think you will, you are full of yourself. You are full of pride, and you're full of yourself. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not being ugly. I'm just saying you've been deceived, friend. You have been absolutely deceived. We need God every minute of every day. You do, don't you? I do. I don't know if you do. I do. And outside of the restraining work of God, I'm prone to step anywhere and do anything outside the will of God because we still battle with this old ugly, stinking flesh. And in my flesh dwells no good thing. I'm going with Jesus, though none go with me. I still will follow. Don't none go with me. Some of you, your family keeps you from serving God. Your family, well, we got this going on, and we got this going on, and we got this going on. Y'all listen to me. I'm not being critical, but I want y'all to hear me, and I know many of you have had to cross this bridge. Early after the Lord had saved me, we had a lot of family stuff going on on Sunday. And the Lord brought me to this place. I'm not arrived, but the Lord brought me to this place and said, all right, son. Are you going to follow your family or are you going to follow me? Hmm? Who are you going to follow? Your family or are you going to follow Jesus? I'm telling you something. The Lord said he that loves his life shall lose it. Whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. When you put God first, you'll find out he's able to do more in your family and through your family than you can when you put your family first. But some reason we don't get that. Some reason we say, but wait a minute, i got to do this, and my family's coming in on Sunday, and I'm not saying at times there's not opportunities. But you know what? I, I came to this conclusion. I appreciate some of our elderly people told me this. They said, Pastor, when I have family come in on Sunday, 
I don't just lay out a church. I tell them, y'all come to church with us. Woo! I said, go, go, go. Now, I'm not being legalistic. I love the Lord, and I thank God for his love for me, and I don't feel like I can pay him back because I know I can't. But I'll tell you this. I feel like I owe him everything. I owe him everything. He snatched me out of hell. I said he snatched me out of hell. I said he's washed me clean, white as snow. I said he's brought a life in my mind that I couldn't live outside of him. I owe him everything. Listen to me. Look up here. You owe him everything if you're a Christian. You do. I had to tell you. In case somebody hadn't told you that, I thought I'd tell you. You owe Jesus everything. I owe him everything. He is my life. And if he's not your life, something's wrong. We need some little adjustment this morning, don't we? We need a little adjustment, don't we? Preacher, I, like to, I don't like this kind of preaching. I know because it's searching. I know because it's convicting. But listen, my brother and sister, if I don't live till tomorrow, if I don't live till tomorrow, I'm going to say, dear God, I don't want anybody's blood on my hands. Well, preacher, you were just a little wimp. You wanted to win friends and influence people more than you wanted to preach the truth of God's word. Oh, God, if people hate me and don't like me and don't talk about me, it's all right. Some of you, listen, some of you are more worried about what your friends think and what people think about you more than what God thinks about you. And you won't have backbone, and you won't have courage and guts to tell them the truth. Right? I'm not saying being a hypocrite. I'm not saying be a Pharisee. I'm just saying loving them, speaking the truth in love. We won't speak up. Oh, we're afraid. We're going to be ridiculed, rejected. Somebody says, well, bless God, I'm afraid, pastor, if I, I get too bold with my family, I'm afraid I'm going to run them to hell. I'm going to drive them away and, and run them to hell. Is there a hell number two? I didn't read the Bible where there's a hell number two. There's a hell number one. And how many want your family to be in heaven? And how many are willing to do what it takes to see them get in heaven? Being a casual Christian, and a world of Christians ain't going to get them to heaven. I got news for you. What this whole world needs to see is some dedicated, sold-out Christians. Paul said to the church of Colossae, take heed. Now listen, this was Christians. It wasn't preachers and missionaries. Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. Take heed to the ministry where God's called you. Take heed to the ministry that thou finish. I tell you what, I love what's happening in America with the movement around Christianity around here. But let me be honest with you. This is my personal opinion. You may not agree with me. It's cheapening Christianity. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon, wearing shirts, bumpers on the cars, talking about grace, and I'm in your thoughts and prayers. You're in my thoughts and prayers. Really? Are you really praying and thoughts? Or are you just using that lingo, Christian lingo, because it's popular now? Can you all hear me? 
I'm talking to a crowd of people that are sold out. I know you. You know I know you. I see you every Sunday. I know you. I love you. But I'm telling you right now, we're living in a world where Christian lingo is going on, but the real deal is not going on. We're talking about discipleship. Did you, did high in the world, okay. Hey, I got to finish now. No man putting his hand to the plow, looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. No man putting his hand to the plow, looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I like that. I really do. We were in Honduras, Philippines. I saw him plowing. Look at this guy plowing. Man, he's got those oxen hooked up. Where's he looking? Is he looking back behind him? No, he's concentrating on that plow, man. He's got to focus on where he's going. Jesus said, no man putting his hand to the plow, looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Hey, the Lord is telling you and me today, stop looking to the left, the right. People, well, did you see so-and-so today? Did you hear what so-and-so did? Did you see the way so-and-so was dressed? Did, did you see? They said this, and if we're not careful, we can become a hindrance to God instead of a help to God when we come to church. And often, listen to me, y'all listen. I got to say this, sorry. But oftentimes, we have spent more time, more time in the church trying to keep each other out of each other's hair and hurt feelings than we do winning souls. Grow up. Grow up. Stop being a baby. Stop having your feelings on your shoulders. Grow up. And they didn't, they didn't ask me to sing. They didn't. They didn't call on me. Did you see the way so-and-so looked at me? I'm telling you the truth. We spend more time keeping each other's out of each other's hair and uh, conflict resolution than winning the lost. Jesus said, follow me. No excuses. No excuses. No excuses. Follow me. Follow me. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Though none go with me. I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I. Anybody gonna follow? Anybody gonna follow? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. That's a cross for you to bear, brother. There's a cross for you to bear, sister. I know turning back, though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still, y'all gonna follow? Oh, none go with me, I still will follow. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me. You gonna follow? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? The cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Oh, yes. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, 
I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still am going to follow the Lord. Amen. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Do what God tells you to do today. Do what God tells you to do today. Come to Jesus, be saved. Now give your heart and life to Him. Let Him have His way with you today. Oh, yes. Here to my Lord. Here to my Lord. No turning back. No turning back. Oh, blessed God, have your will and way with us today. Lord, enable us, empower us, help us to follow you all the way until you call us home. Afresh and anew, I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my will to you. Yes, Lord, it's all about you. It's all about you. Sing it with us, Garrett. I have decided to follow Jesus. Oh, God, here to my Lord. Enable me, help me, Lord. Take me, mold me, make me. Jump right in and sing this song. Can we, Garrett? I have decided to follow Jesus. Come to Jesus today. Come to Jesus today. Yes, Lord. No turning back. I'm not going to go to the left, to the right. I might slip and fall, but God, pick me back up. Pick me back up. Pick me back up. Pick me back up. Help me, Lord, to finish faithful. I want to be all you want me to be, Lord, in these days. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God, I'm nothing but your everything. <laughs> You're an extraordinary no God. Have your will no and way with us, Lord. Deliver us from excuses. Deliver us from alibis. Deliver us from the world, the flesh, the devil. Oh, God. God, move on our hearts today. Lord, break up the final ground. Oh, God, help us not to be spectators, but worshipers of the living God. Sold out, sold out. Not bench warmers, not spectators in the grandstand. Oh, God, Lord, it's all about you. It's all about you, Father. It's all about your will. God, enable us. God, put your power on us. God, put your anointing on us. Oh, God, put your blessings on us, Father. Yes, Lord, I'm following you. Yes. To follow Lord, I want to go where you want me to go. I, I want to be what you want me to be. I want to do what you want Jesus. me to do. Here am I, Lord. I Here am I. To follow Jesus. Oh, God, whatever time I got left. No whatever time back. I got left. No Keep singing it. Keep singing it. I have decided to follow Jesus. To follow yes, Lord. Yes. My time is your time. My family is your family. My recreation is your recreation. My service is yours. You bought me with a price. I yield my mind, my will, my motion to you. I have decided to follow Jesus. Keep singing it, please. Yes, yes, yes. God is at work in our hearts. And I want to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. No turning back, no turning back.
to close right here now as the Spirit of God is leading, the Spirit of God is working. I sure don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Oh, listen, beloved, if you need to talk and you want to talk and you want to pray, I'll be glad to do that with you. God is raising up a great army in these days. We're in a battle. The battle's the Lord's. The battle's the Lord's. Love you. Appreciate you. Oh, we praise you, Father. Now then, right now, as we yield our hearts to the Lord Jesus, let's just let him take control. Ask him to heal the hurts of the past. Bring help for the present, hope for the future. Empower us, Father, with your people. Oh, God.